Hi, this is Lou Graham, the voice of Foreigner, and you're listening to WSDI in Chicago. Today, I got something really unique, something really, really cool. Her name is Sarah Clanny. She is a brand new artist. She's going to be in town on Monday. She's going to be over at Uncommon Ground over in Edgewater. Let us welcome Sarah to the show. Sarah, how the heck are you? Hey, how's it going? I'm doing great. I know that you are driving along in a car because, let's face it, you're very busy to call this show. <laughs> I am. <laughs> right. I am. I'm actually uh, in Greenville, South Carolina right now on my way to Charlotte, North Carolina, and I just got back from the West Coast, so I'm like, where am I? Who am I? <laughs> oh, sure. Listen to you, little Miss Travel Bug. But you're going to be here in Chicago. It's raining right now. It's kind of cold. Are you going to be okay with that? I'm so ready for that. <laughs> I'm very ready for that. I'm... Uh, it's really hot right now in South Carolina, and after oh. being like in Washington for a few days, wearing a jacket and a oh. beanie, oh, oh. it's so awesome. But right, you know, you're gonna get here and you're gonna bitch. Along. You're gonna get here. You're gonna bitch. I know you are. I'm just saying. <laughs> I am just saying. All right. So I looked at your bio. Listen to your music. It is pretty kick-ass. Now I posted a picture of you, and I'm completely confused. First of all, you have this massive sword in the picture, which scares me. It does. It scares me. <laughs> Oh, my gosh, where did you find that picture? That one's a few years old now, but, yeah, that's a great story. Look, no one needs to know where I find things, okay? Oh, I will fine. admit that's to great. nothing. That's great. So. I love that picture. It was actually uh, really, really fun. I have a friend who I worked with about five years ago that, or maybe four years ago, it doesn't really matter, but he, uh, we did a photo shoot, and I have this song called Dragons in the Kitchen, and it's, mm. it's just kind of a fierce and fun song, and... So we jokingly said, oh, let's bring a samurai sword to the photo shoot. And I laughed because, like, who has a samurai sword laying around? And sure enough, my uh, creative director at the time, Patrick <laughs> Larney with Hope Tree Entertainment, he had a samurai and he brought it. And so we had a lot of fun with it. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Has anybody got a sword? Oh, yeah, yeah. Hold on just for a second. Let me check. Sure. So let me get this straight here. I want to make sure that everybody understands this. You are now. I've I've seen a lead guitarist. I've seen a lead bassist. I've seen uh, piano players, uh, drummers, everybody singing. I've yet to see someone like you playing a cello with a sword and singing. I'm completely confused <laughs> by all of this. Oh uh, well, you know I uh, don't travel with a sword. It makes uh, going through TSA <laughs> somewhat difficult. Right. So I use a traditional cello bow. <laughs> Or I just uh, strum and, and pluck like someone does use a guitar. And I I can play guitar a little bit, but to be honest, uh, it just doesn't feel as much like home. So I, I saw a guy named Ben Lee play at Bonnaroo in uh, Manchester, Tennessee, about maybe 10 years ago. And he was playing cello and singing at the same time. And I was like, light bulb moment. I had went through school to get a classical degree, but I really wanted to be a songwriter. I had no idea how to go about it. And so I'd done things like moved to Nashville for a semester and wrote music for commercials. And I was just trying to see and absorb as much as I could. And it wasn't until that moment when I was like, oh, I could sing with the cello that I was like, you know, this is, this is my direction. This is where I'm supposed to go. So it just felt right. That is amazing. I watched some of your videos as well. Just blown away that you it's amazing that you can play that instrument i of course have no talent whatsoever i am requesting on twitter if i could play kazoo with you 
That'll be awesome. That's all I can do. That or play a little blade of grass. How about that? Would that work? That's really funny. I mean, come on. So, all right. So you're doing, you must play a lot of instruments than just the cello, right? No, actually, I really don't. Um, I started playing cello when I was nine. And it's funny, I, I really don't remember, you know, when you're a kid, you don't remember that struggle of, um, of, you know, like what it is to learn an instrument. Mm-hmm. And I just remember ha- remember having so much fun with it. And I like to joke that the cello is my longest relationship. <laughs> 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 I have played for 25 years, and it's really, I mean, I can dabble in piano. Like I said, dabble in guitar a little bit. There was like six months there where I wanted to play mandolin. But um, <laughs> I really, it's just cello and voice. And my mom was an opera singer, so oh. I really have her to thank for my voice. Wow, that is amazing. So with that playing that particular instrument, what could possibly be your inspiration when you're writing music or songs? Well, you know, I grew up a kid in the 90s, loving all that pop music, and, um, it's, it's, you know, just like anybody, you know, would sit down to write a song for, um, you know, maybe they're going through a hard time, or maybe they're needing to process some information, or whatever it is, uh, you know, it can. It's really cool how it kind of comes out through the cello. And I don't always start writing with the cello. Sure. Um, sometimes I'll just start with a melody. Um, I'll be driving in the car. Me mm-hmm. and Siri, we write a lot together. Ah. Um, <laughs> I talk to my phone a lot. And sometimes I just start with a beat, or I kind of work around it just to kind of get my mind um, working in different ways as far, as far as songwriting goes. But like my biggest influences have been like. Beatles and Led Zeppelin. I love Radiohead. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really into Lucy Silvis right now. She's coming up out of Nashville right now. I'm just like rocking so hard. And bands like Little Dragon and Grace Potter. And I've always just really loved rock and roll. And I used to have to sneak R&B radio because I wasn't allowed to listen to it. And wow. so I was always in the orchestra learning classically, but I was always just very curious about what else is out there and how the heck do people do it and um every time i tried to play guitar or do something else and and sing and do it it felt kind of like inauthentic i guess i would say and um yeah it just felt really right just getting out those ideas with the cello and and using it kind of like a guitar too it's really fun to strum and pluck and just make shit up as i go it's really fun to just make it up because that's kind of what we're all doing we're just making sounds right so there's no cello rapping going on Oh, I don't know. You should check out Pentatonix. There's a, a <laughs> they are amazing when I saw them. I <laughs> yeah. saw them live. That was amazing when I saw them. Aren't they incredible? They're just really great. <laughs> because I can't even hum a tune correctly. <laughs> oh man, like five part harmonies. It's just wild. I'm I'm always so just inspired by so many people doing so many things. You know, there's um, it's endless, and I think there's a place for everybody. There really is, and you have a unique talent. I think anyone that could play music or sing or, or whatever it is, uh, it's really a talent that I wish we supported more. Thank you. Because I, I think that it's really brings out... too, because it feels good. Everybody loves it, right? Now, I had said this with another interview a couple weeks ago where I said, with all the problems in the world, the one thing music is is that it's not racist. Oh, man, it's more universal than a smile. Right. I mean, we all like, can see, I think, that's my theory, I made that up. But I, um, I just think it can be so powerful. You're so right. I mean, it can 
bring people together from anywhere. And and actually, with with my new record that's coming out in November, mm-hmm. um, that I'm doing a Kickstarter campaign for right now, um, uh, it's called Here We Are. And over the past four years since living in Nashville, I um, I moved to Nashville with 200 bucks in my pocket, going through a divorce, mm-hmm. and I was like, well, this isn't what I thought. <laughs> what it was going to be like and of course I wrote all kinds of songs I um, I went through some writer's block and did some things called a 24-hour album where I just let myself create for 24 hours and then I um, you know I was writing a lot of sad songs which I think is really important to let mm-hmm. yourself do but I realized I really wanted to take something different into the world and what was my contribution when I go out what do I want to, what kind of energy do I want to exchange with people? And I realized through co-writing almost all the tracks on the record, except for the instrumental, um, I, I realized I was writing kind of a self-healing record. I was writing something that if I needed someone to be there for me, this is what I'd want them to say, or this is, these are reminders I'd want to tell myself when I'm, um, when I'm not feeling great. Mm-hmm. And I'm just so excited about the way it turned out and the way that people are digging the songs so far and it feels really good and i think you're right i think music is just so great for that reason it is because the lights are low you can't see what anybody looks around you and next thing you know you're (laughs) singing and dancing together yeah it's amazing what happens now i i by chance i don't know if you've ever even even know who electric light orchestra who's 70 years old went on tour and they were here in chicago amazing show just amazing show and i saw from a 10 year old to someone in their 80s and i was just amazed that it had that kind of reach that people even young or old would know the music for god's sakes it's so cool, right? <laughs> and, of course, I sat there going, Very, very uh, cool. I mean, I even read this thing one time that said uh, at these loud shows where we're all listening to the same huge speaker system and everything that our hearts actually will start to beat yeah. together when we're in a giant crowd and the rhythm is really loud and you feel like it's beating in your chest. Well, that's like it's starting to happen uh, with everybody who's sharing that moment with you. And yeah. that's, there's, that's science, folks. Right there. We just wrote some lyrics, and I need some cred over that. I do. I do. Awesome. We're just songwriting here on the radio today. Right. We're recording it. Hello, Siri. And I'm like, my Siri is a British woman. I don't know about you, but when I talk to her. Yeah. So she's like, I give her direction. She's like, Steve, shut up. I'm sorry. That's a wrong voice. No, that was pretty good, I think. Oh, my God. That is just so good. Good accent. So you're going to be here on Monday. I cannot wait for you to be around. So tell us about some of your new singles. We're going to play a couple of your songs, uh, Head Games, and I Can See You. So tell me a little bit about those songs. Yeah, so Head Games, I'm so excited people are liking this one. Um, This one felt very, uh, I felt very vulnerable writing it because I was just trying to be very honest with myself. Um, And what it, what a head game is. So to preface sort of where the idea came from, I um, uh, did a 24-hour album in January, and I shut myself in my house, and I used my garage band, and I just mm-hmm. saw how I just tried to write as many songs as I could without critiquing or being too negative, <laughs> you know, and just without editing, just create. And I started writing this um, song called Never Give Up. And the whole theme around the 24-hour album, I like to include my Facebook and Instagram fans and friends and ask for song ideas because I like all the ideas that come from that actual 24 hours. So I said, hey, everybody, what comes to mind when you say head games? 
And a lot of people had a lot of negative things to say, and that's fine because there's negative and positive, and it's great. And and um, I think really what we were all talking about was like you know that struggle of like how do we how do we keep our heads straight despite it all? You know, um, we had some folks steal money from a house concert I did in Portland, Oregon last week, and but the good way 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 outweighed the bad, and there was so much more just like community and love and music that was there that it really didn't matter about the money and we did have some fans who like came out of the woodwork and donated it was amazing but uh back to the song head games is really just my honest like hey this is what i'm doing all the time i I struggle with anxiety and i have adhd and so it's been this whole lifelong thing of like all right how do we take this all this stuff that's in my head and and get it out and what's that struggle like on the inside And, and i'm just really happy with the way it came out a friend of mine named Zarni, she's an amazing artist and she a writer and she lives in Nashville as well. She's from South Africa originally and, and she helped me take this song I started on my 24-hour album mm-hmm. and then she helped me just like put the polish on it and really helped me say what I was going to say and that um, I think that's why I love co-writing. I can um, I can have sort of an interpreter, someone sure. who can like say, is this what you're trying to say? And I'm like, oh yeah, that is what I'm trying to say. It's so cool. It's um, pretty funny. And I'm just really happy with that one, and I feel like it's maybe one of the most poppy songs on the record, which yep. makes me very excited. Yeah. Um, and I Can See You came from, uh, man, a lot of different things. I Can See You might have been one of the last songs written on the record, and by then I had written We Belong first with Melissa Fuller, the same woman I wrote I Can See You with. And so we wrote the first song of the record together, just uh, sure. happenstancely. Yeah. I don't know if that's a word, but I like using it. Um, and, and then she ended up writing maybe the last song on the record with me that was written for it. And it just sort of sums it up. I really just love going out and hearing people's stories. And I feel like I learned so much from hearing what people have to say. I mean, everybody's their own combination of experiences. Right. No two people have like the same life experience at all. And so I think if we can listen to each other and say, Hey, I can see you, what you're going through is real. And I appreciate you. It can be really, really um, empowering for everyone. Yeah, just unique that I picked those two particular songs, and they're kind of tied together. And my other comment is, I could see you. Now, if you will just shut up so I can finish what I'm saying, <laughs> things will be okay. Oh, now, the best part about that song is we just finished uh, filming an underwater music video for uh, it, and I got to submerge three cellos underwater. Now, that is cool. It that was way really cool. cool. Everything inside of me was like, you've been taught not to do this. But it was so much fun, and um, I can't wait to release it with the record in November. That is fantastic. Uh, Sarah, she's going to be at Uncommon Ground. That's in the Edgewater neighborhood here in Chicago. She's going to be here on Monday. You guys got to check it out. Follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. I'll get all those informations out there. Sarah, if you could just stay with me. Thank you so much for being on the show. We're going to drop two songs from her upcoming new CD, Head Games, and I Can See You. (laughs) Sarah's been an absolute pleasure. We will have you back on with the release. Thank you so much. It's such a pleasure to talk to you. And hey, everybody in Chicago, can't wait to meet you.